Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Note to Self. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you're watching on YouTube and you're new here, hi, I'm Peyton. I'm the host of Note to Self by Peyton Sarton. Today, we're going to do a solo episode about something I've been thinking about quite a lot. And I'm really happy I I continue to have like these epiphanies because I worry at some point in the future, I will run out of things to talk about, especially in solo episodes where it's just like me and a mic sitting here. I'm recording at night typical me style. It's about 11.30 p.m. I'm drinking my little white peach tea. It's a sparkling hard tea. (laughs) It's Monday. So that's how my week is going so far. I just got back from my last cool sculpting session, and I'm going to have my cool sculpting extraordinaire, Reagan, on the podcast next week to talk about cool sculpting, cool tone, like all the body contouring things. So that's my first update for y'all. My second update is that I am moving in seven days. And Joe and I, Joe's my boyfriend if you're new here, Joe and I looked at each other today and we were like, fuck, we're moving. Like we're moving across the entire country in seven days. If you're new here, we live in DC right now and we are moving to Los Angeles in now basically six days. And we have kind of been ignoring that. I guess I've been ignoring it. Joe's been stressing out about it. And I guess it just really hit me today. And after a slight mental breakdown, I started getting my shit together today. Kind of. We're, you know, we booked our flights. Well, at least we planned on getting the car shipped. So we're a step in the right direction there. A lot of our furniture is rented. So that's been really nice. I sold my couch today on Instagram. We were really getting it together today. I feel like moving always just feels like chaos. I'm pretty used to it. And I've talked about this topic pretty extensively on like YouTube and on my podcast as well. I have a whole episode dedicated to moving um, and all my little tips and tricks because I have moved a lot of my life. And now my boyfriend and I move like three times a year. So just because of his job. So anyways, 
it still feels chaotic and it still feels really, really stressful. And for some re- some reason, when Joe's stressed out about it, it makes me more calm because like I have to calm him down from being stressed and be like, it's going to be okay. Like we, if, if we end up taking a day or two longer, we can get a hotel room. We don't need to be in our apartment. Like we're going to be fine. We have money. We can get something if we need to. We can be late on this, whatever. Like I'm just like spewing stuff to make him feel more comfortable. And really I'm just making myself feel comfortable. You know, there's something about another, the other person in the situation with you being more stressed out that somehow makes me, and it might make you, you might relate to this more calm. Like I'm like, okay, I got it under control. Don't worry. But if he wasn't there stressing out, I would be the person stressing out. You know what I mean? So anyways, we're working on that today and we'll be working on that through this next week. I'm going to dedicate all tomorrow to packing because I found some like little nifty packing tricks and I'm going to also vlog the whole thing. So I'll share with y'all all the things that I've learned about moving, about getting our stuff in and out really quickly. I'm just turning into a moving pro even more so than before, honestly. So anyways, my next update and my last update before we get into today's episode, which is also kind of an update, but you'll see what I mean in a second. I read some of my podcast reviews. Now I have had so many people who are like podcasting OGs and people with shows that are just much bigger than mine be like, let me give you one piece of advice. Never read your podcasting reviews um, on like iTunes. And I was like, okay, like I'm scared. Like they scared me. And I'm sure maybe as the show grows, you get more hate, obviously. And when I say things like this, inevitably people like feel the need to go comment mean things, but that's okay. It doesn't really hurt my feelings, honestly. But I was reading them the other day on, on iTunes and I started like happy tears crying because I felt so touched. Like I genuinely, I couldn't believe people are writing the words they're writing about me in a good way. You know what I mean? There was one girl that was like, I didn't even, I don't even have iTunes, but I downloaded iTunes to write a review about Note to Self. And I, y'all, I started crying and I'm a Capricorn. We're not like, I'm a little bit hardened on the outside usually, but I was crying happy tears. And I literally can't believe that people take the time out of their day, not only to listen, but also to like comment things like that, or send me DMs or whatever. I try to like answer as many as I can, but y'all know how I feel sometimes about DMs where I'm like, I open my DMs folder and it feels like everyone's just yelling at me, even if it's nice things (laughs) because I have anxiety. (laughs) So thank you so much for sending them. Please keep them coming. I promise I try to respond to as many of them as I can. And I'm just so happy to have the, I guess, commentary that shows me I'm doing something right. Because again, I'm just sitting in my little office right now by myself, talking to a mic and looking at a camera. Like I don't have anyone around me telling me like, Hey, you're doing the right thing, or this is, this is going well. (laughs) So when y'all do this, it's a really good indicator for that because I just don't have that in my day-to-day life. Also, if you can hear Joe sniffling in the back, he's playing video games right now. And I, I hear him with his little allergies sniffling. Just know that that's what that that sound is. And also, if you can hear me gulping my hard peach tea at 11 p.m. on a Monday. Sorry, this is necessary. It's ASMR. I just, like, was stressed out all day. I was like, what do I need to drink right now? I didn't want wine. And this stuff, actually, it's I'm drinking the Loverboy sparkling hard tea, white peach. I don't think the white peach flavor is my favorite, but it has zero sugar and 90 calories. So... Kind of sounds good. If y'all know anything like this, I know Loverboy has some other flavors. 
just DM me and tell me your favorite flavor because I'm not loving this one, but I could see why this would be good. All right. So today we're going to talk about quitting. And I have a little announcement for the people who have followed me and like know my content and know like just me in general. If you're new here, this won't really mean much to you (laughs) Uh, and won't be much of an announcement. But let me start with, I come from a family that really looks down on quitting and we were just told to never quit anything. Like if you quit, you're weak. Winners never quit. And winners stick with things when the going gets rough. Like, you know, the whole thing. My dad is an ex-fighter pilot. Everyone in my family plays sports and or our engineers. Like they're just very like, we're going to do this every day. Like we're going to get up, but we're going to grind and we're going to grind and we're going to grind. So they're always about seeing things through. And I, it's just been literally pounded into my brain since the beginning of my life that you don't quit on the things that you have set out to do. And it really took me about 28 years to debunk that winners never quit. (laughs) And I think that that idea has absolutely changed my life for the better. Today's episode is sponsored by a very exciting sponsor and one of my favorite brands to talk about having better sex. Woo More Play is new to the podcast and here to help you all have the best sex of your life. So I always use Woo Freshy Wipes before and after sex because they're made with coconut water and they smell fucking amazing. So I feel confident and fresh, especially after a quickie in the middle of the day or before the quickie in the middle of the day, you know, both times. I seriously have one everywhere and all my bags and my suitcases and my car, et cetera. For the best sex ever, you have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. It's made with natural and organic coconut oil. And even though we use it for everything like foreplay, sex, massages, et cetera, it's also edible. So it tastes like a vanilla cupcake. No joke. I highly recommend testing that one out for yourself. Joe and I especially love carrying the coconut love oil and the little travel packs. I always throw a few of those in, especially like my um, suitcases and stuff when we're traveling. So I have one of those wherever I have my little freshy wipes as well. So y'all know I love Woo More Play, and I'm excited to share that they have given my listeners the biggest discount they have ever given. So you can head over to WooMorePlay.com and use code Note to self, all caps, no spaces, N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F for 25% off your entire purchase. This is not a drill. That's 25% off with code note to self. Enjoy better sex and thank Woo later. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. So I come from a place where people define themselves 
And mostly this is like a lot of my family and places, especially within the military community. People define themselves by the sacrifice and the suffering and all the hard work. And like that becomes who you are. So everyone clings to it so tightly. And this might not be for you if you guys are in the military community. Maybe it's different for you, but I grew up on military bases. And as much as I respect the culture, that's a big part of it that I was like, I had to learn to take myself out of, I guess, in a big way. And struggle and sacrifice are natural and absolutely necessary sometimes, but it becomes different when you like put it on yourself. (laughs) So I think that this theme for me from a young age taught me that if you don't have to struggle for something and if you don't have to sacrifice for something, then it's not worth having. And you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot in girl boss culture. You hear that a lot in like the toxic masculinity, like wake up and grind culture. And that's a culture that I grew up in. And especially being a 28-year-old woman, I'm kind of on the young end of the millennial age. And I feel like when I was in college and going through my 20s, the big thing was to never quit, never give up, like just be a hard ass basically. And I realize that not everything needs to be a struggle. Like you're allowed to do things that come naturally to you. And this is also like, let me just say, I'm talking about the kind of struggle that you place on yourself, the kind of expectation that you place on yourself. I'm not talking about actual struggle. Like people obviously in life have actual things that they struggle with. I'm talking about the kind of rules that you place on your life and this mindset you have that you have to struggle and you're proud of struggling when you absolutely in certain situations do not have to be doing that. I definitely have done that my entire life because I felt like if I was struggling, then there was a purpose for me. And I think what I've learned lately is you can put effort into things without the drama of the whole like, I guess the drama and the ego of the whole like, well, I work really hard and I struggle through this and I, you know, I climb this hill and I climbed another one. It's like this whole nonstop intensity. And to me, it feels incredibly masculine (laughs) and again, just like hard ass. And it's absolutely unnecessary. And for me, I think when we talk about things being difficult so much, they become more difficult, if that makes any sense. So that's my preface for me explaining what I'm quitting. And it's kind of weird to talk about it like this just in public. And I've weirdly had just like some anxiety talking about it. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, I kind of know why a little bit, but I also have a relief. I have a feeling of relief when I have come to terms with this in my head. So let's just talk about it. So I started a clothing line called Full Disclosure Clothing in 2021. And for me, this whole influencing thing, since I've written on a blog, the whole thing to me was going to culminate in me having my own brand. That was my goal, you know, five years ago. That was kind of what was in my my brain. That was kind of the end goal of all of this. And obviously, social media has changed a lot since I started. The landscape of the internet has changed since I started. And I still had my sights set on that goal. So 2021 came around. I was like, you know what? I really want to do something else that's not just Instagram. And at that point, I had a YouTube channel as well. I still have a YouTube channel. But I wanted to do something else outside of that whole thing. And I was like, well, why don't I start 
a, I think the clothing brand came first. So I was like, why don't I start full disclosure? I get to do something and, and use my energy for something else. that's not just social media. And that was the idea behind starting the clothing brand. I also ended up starting the podcast at the same time, because again, I wanted to get out of just being like scrolling on Instagram all the time because I wasn't feeling inspired. So I started them both at the same time with full disclosure. I started with recycled products. So I'm wearing one of the sweatshirts right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. And I made these like really, really comfortable, kind of simple, fully recycled hoodies. So they're made from fully recycled cotton. Like you, my manufacturer went into other factories, took cotton waste, respun them, made them into a new garment. And I started with just the sweatshirt and some shorts. They're very popular. I sold out the first uh, run of them. And after that first round of production, I realized I fucking hated dealing with manufacturing. And honestly, I hated having another Instagram channel to deal with and then another TikTok channel to deal with and another website to deal with. And as rewarding as it was to see people wearing my clothes and to have people be like, listen, I like literally can't take this hoodie off because they are very comfortable. And to see that people were excited about me creating things out of recycled fabrics, which was really important to me. I just, I didn't care, (laughs) honestly. And honestly, it ended up being more annoying than anything over the course of the last year and a half. So I came out with a few more little mini collections. I was releasing limited edition collections in order to not have too much waste uh, because I was trying to go the full sustainable route, which I was proud of myself for, like I said. But it became really obvious to me that I didn't enjoy pretty much any part of this process. And there's definitely a difference between how I feel about full disclosure, though it is like my baby, there's a difference between feeling like I'm not inspired by any part of the process and being lazy. And I learned that really quickly too, because I was working a lot on it and I was trying to figure out new ways to be better and more sustainable in packaging and trying to, you know, find causes that I wanted to benefit through this company. And I was, I was doing the most. Okay. And I was working really hard, but I just realized overall, I was more drained than excited. And this happened pretty quickly. And for me, I know myself, I started the brand and I started the podcast the same way. I researched about both of the things before I started them. But for me, I know I learn by jumping into something and getting a little messy and learning as I go. So I did that with both of those (laughs) for the last year and a half now, basically. And one of them occurred really naturally for me, which was the podcast. I enjoy the podcast. I feel like it's grown naturally. And the other felt more like a chore. So full disclosure became, for me, is just a constant feeling of dread and being behind because I stack myself up with these monstrous to-do lists. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, a lot of us do this. I'm a perfectionist. I like to overwork myself. Apparently I am also addicted to stress, I think. So I need to have someone on to talk about detoxing from stress. Anyways, I stack up these monstrous to-do lists and I get mad at myself when I don't finish them, even though logically I know not a single fucking human on the planet could do all of that as one human being, like you could hire people to help you with this, but not one person can finish all of these things. And I know that when I'm making these to-do lists, um, and I kind of do that with my life. I'm like, Hey, we'll start the podcast and then we'll start a full, fully recycled 
clothing line at the same time. And then we'll do this and we'll do TikTok and we'll do YouTube. And like, for some reason I put this on myself and then I feel really anxious when I don't finish the things that I start, which is a whole nother thing. I'm good at starting things and sometimes finishing them. I'm just like, I lose steam and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So there was a whole mental component with full disclosure over the course of the last year and a half where like, even if I wasn't engaging and working on it every day, the deadlines and the idea of it and everything I hadn't done and all the ways I was behind was always looming in my mind. So I feel like I haven't had a free moment of just like feeling okay in a year and a half. (laughs) And I also hated the process behind everything. And for me, I know myself, I don't do things like push off deadlines way too much unless I'm really stressed and there's a lot going on. Like Right now, for example, I feel like a lot of the stuff I'm turning in for my like job as an influencer is always like so late, like right on the edge of when it's supposed to be due because we're moving and like life is kind of crazy. But usually I'm on time with things. I don't like hate working like I there are parts of my job that I like, like there's some obviously that I don't like, but there's plenty that invigorate me and make me feel excited. And that's why I continue to do this job. And so I know when I start being avoidant of things and I start feeling really, really tired and run down, it's not me because I'm not like my excited and inspired self. And when I love something, I kind of go at it full force and I like literally can't stop. When I first started learning how to be an influencer and writing on a blog, I would stay up till three or four in the morning just researching because I was so obsessed with like the space and figuring out how it worked. And I taught myself coding and I taught myself like recording video and then video editing and then podcast and then podcast editing and audio mastering and like all of these things. Like I went at full force and full disclosure after the first drop, it just didn't feel that way for me anymore. It felt like such a chore. So this process and the process behind creating clothing from scratch in terms of me just doing it by myself, me owning the company hundred percent, not having really any help that process didn't bring out the best in me at all. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's absolutely normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. So going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. So I've personally used Nutrafol and I feel like it's the only supplement I've ever taken out of all of the hair supplements I've tried that actually works. I am obsessed with Nutrafol. My mom also takes Nutrafol for her hair because as she's getting older, she said she's having problems with her hair thinning a little bit and Nutrafol has absolutely changed her life. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages. So you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000-plus top-tier doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. 
You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code NOTE TO SELF, all caps, no spaces, N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F to save $15 on your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code note to self. Also, since I started Full Disclosure, I've decided to move in with my boyfriend, and we move quite a lot. Um, it's hard for me to keep stock, and I don't have, like, a home base, which makes it really hard for me to start a clothing line from scratch because a lot of the times I'm the one shipping stuff out and I'm the one that has the stock in our house or our apartment or whatever. And it's so much easier for me to do that when I'm in one place. So these little things in my life and the way I currently live my lifestyle, it's just not cohesive or aligned with me doing this anymore. So I am quitting, which is such a relief to say. And it, At the same time, it kind of feels like a failure, which I don't really know why I judge myself that way. I think it's because, again, I was told all the time, we don't quit, we don't quit, we don't quit. No matter what it is, we don't quit. Like quitting anything is just, it's what losers do, you know? But I also have been reminding myself that my reasoning for this is sound. And I'm really proud of myself for putting myself out there, starting something new, taking a risk. I funded it all myself too. And it's not like the company has failed. So I'm trying to look at things I want to do. I've had some people actually, two people reach out and say that they want to buy the company, which could be pretty interesting. I have literally no idea (laughs) how you go about doing something like that. So of course I need to learn that. It's going to get worse before it gets better (laughs) in that sense. But I'm proud of myself for putting myself out there, getting messy, risking some, doing it myself, learning a fuck ton about the creation of clothing and learning enough about the back end to know that I don't want to do it, (laughs) that any type of venture I do after this, I will have someone else cover the manufacturing, which is always good to know about yourself. And I feel like I'm the most engaged with life when I'm doing things like this. And sometimes some of those things end up being something you thought you wanted. And at the end of the day, the reality of it is just not what you want. You maybe thought it was going to be better than it was, or you thought you were going to love it a little bit more. <laughs> and I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. And I'm happy that I did it. And I'm proud of myself that I did it. But I'm also very relieved to let it go. And I think that good entrepreneurs, I've noticed, kind of know when to cut ties and say goodbye to the things that don't light them up and that are not serving them. So this whole thing has kind of reminded me of two instances in my like childhood and like adolescence where I quit things and it was very, it was like a turning point in my life. So the first one was gymnastics. If you guys are new here and you don't know much about my family, they're very into sports. Okay. So in my family, each of us had to play a sport at all times, pretty much all the way until we were 18 years old and can make our own decisions. My parents were very involved in sports. My dad played college sports. His dad played college sports. My mom's dad played college sports. My sister played college sports and professionally. And then my little brother has already committed. He's in high school, but he's committed to play college baseball. And of course, now I'm with Joe, who plays Major League Baseball. So I'm around a lot of athletes constantly, and I'm very comfortable in that world. But growing up, we were expected to play sports. And it, it was a huge creator of 
structure in my life, especially gymnastics, because I started gymnastics when I was two and I quit when I was 10. And by the time I was 10, I was in the gym for three hours a day, fully like I would leave school, go straight to gymnastics, leave gymnastics, go straight home, do whatever homework and go to sleep at like 11 p.m. and then do it all the next day and the next day and the next day. And gymnastics offered me so much structure that it was really hard for me to let it go. But by the time I got to be 10, I was like in so much pain. My body is not meant for gymnastics. And every single day I went to the gym, which was literally every day, I was in so much physical pain, just my wrists and my back and my neck and like everything hurt. And I was so afraid to quit because it was so ingrained in my identity at this point, because I did move around a lot as a kid and I always had gymnastics. And it was the thing that structured my life. My friends were all there and quitting. I actually had to quit twice because the first time I quit, I got scared and I was really confused about like my life. And of course, I'm 10 years old. I have no like ability to think things through thoroughly. So I ended up going back and it was just fucking miserable. And once I quit for good, I was still confused. Like it felt like I was living a different life because I had done that for eight straight years through all of my childhood. But I also felt such a relief. Like I felt like, wow, okay, I get to choose something else. I get to spend my time doing something else that maybe I like. So I tried other sports and then I found softball and I fucking hated softball from the day I started playing, but my family is big baseball, softball people. So I just was like, well, I guess I'm supposed to like this. Right. So I'm like 11, 12 starting softball. And I played until I was 15 and I have this like very intense memory of, well, one back up. I hated every single second of playing that game. Every single second. I was good at softball and I fucking hated it. It is hard to hate something that you're really good at. That's how much I hated it. It just wasn't for me. And especially after the glory days of me, when I actually did enjoy gymnastics and I wasn't in pain all the time, for me, it's really hard to beat the feeling of flipping and spinning with that much force and doing a sport like that and then going to play softball. And I was actually a pitcher. So I was involved in every play and I defensively, I guess, I guess that'd be defensively. And I just still was so bored with the sport. Sorry if you play softball. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. Some It's for some people. My sister fucking loved it. She played it all the way past college and interprofessionally. And now she like trains softball players. She does like player development. So she's huge on it. My family's huge on it. I was like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to like softball. So for years I did this sport that I fucking hated because I was supposed to apparently. And I was on the mound pitching when I was 15 years old in a varsity softball game, which again, I was pretty good. And I remember having this moment where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Why am I letting all these people, the coach, my teammates, my parents, my siblings, my grandparents, why am I letting all of them tell me that I need to be doing this when I'm every single second I spend on this mound, I hate. <laughs> I used to have fantasies of just pitching the ball and then turning around and running all the way back through center field and jumping over the fence and then running away forever. <laughs> Cause I thought one, that'd be fucking hilarious. Cause I would be like, what the fuck's going on? And two, I just wanted to get out of there. So in that moment, I faked an injury on the mound. <laughs> My coach knew I was faking it, 
but I didn't know how else to get off the mound in that very second without being like, excuse me, I hate my life. <laughs> Let me leave. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Um, I didn't want to be that bitch. So I just faked an injury. It's fine. I don't know what I said. I was like, my arm, my shoulder came out of socket and it came back in socket. My coach is like, yeah, sure. You look like you literally hate everything out there. I know what you're doing. <laughs> but anyways, there was no confusion with quitting at that. The second that I quit, I felt such relief. The second I allowed myself to follow what I actually wanted and what I actually felt was right for me, I felt the most amazing sense of Zen. And I was like, why the fuck did I not do that sooner? So basically I was confusing me actually not enjoying something like literally hating it and, or it being painful or it draining me with like me being lazy. And the only reason I did that was because people around me made me feel like I was lazy when I really just didn't like the thing I was doing. (laughs) And for that, that just shows me that I wasn't listening to myself. And in the end, I realized I was just forcing myself to do things that I didn't enjoy because I expect life to be not enjoyable because of the way that I have heard people around me talk about life all the time. And again, I know people struggle. Everyone's going to have their struggles. There's going to be hard times in life, some more than others. But like, I just got sick of looking at life and under this lens of that, like, you have to struggle. You have to not enjoy something. And if you are enjoying it, you aren't trying hard enough or you're not pushing yourself hard enough. I'm like, I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. So I've decided that I'm done making rules for myself that are predicated on what other people think I'm supposed to be doing or predicated on like the embarrassment of quitting or looking like a quitter. And I just need to start listening to myself. And this is kind of like the idea behind pretty much every note to self episode that I want to listen to myself and let my like kind of intuition and my own, I guess, energy guide me as much as I possibly can. And if this is something that resonates with you, if you feel like you're a person who's, who does this, who is scared of being lazy or scared of looking like a failure and you continue to do things that don't serve you, whether it's career or relationship wise or whatever the fuck, Take a long, hard look at yourself because I feel like I remember this. Like I'll have a little epiphany moment where I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Why am I doing all these things I hate? And then I'll like go back into autopilot mode. And then like a year later, I'll look up and be like, wait a minute. I'm doing those things that I fucking hate again. Why am I doing this? And I have to quit a bunch of other things. It kind of goes along with the whole villain era episode where I talked about editing your life ruthlessly. It doesn't just happen once that you edit your life ruthlessly because It is going to happen that you're going to pick up some extra things or people or opportunities that you fucking hate that drain you, and you have to do the editing all over again. (laughs) So this has reminded myself to move on swiftly and gracefully and without judgment of myself from things that don't serve me, whether it's, you know, relationships, friendships, physical locations, which have all been a little bit easier for me, but the career aspect of this has always been really difficult and continues to be difficult for me because I think I really identify with my career and I I make it my identity more so than anything else. So that's why it's so hard for me to quit in the career realm, quit things that don't serve me because I just have this idea that my career should be 
difficult and I should work really hard and I should be working all the time and I should be grinding because the grind never stops. And I just don't need to be doing that. None of us need to be doing that. We should be living our lives <laughs> and enjoying things sometimes. That's a like really, it's a huge epiphany that I've had, but I need to enjoy my life and I need to enjoy my work. So I encourage you to quit something that you fucking hate this week or make a plan to do so. It can be small. It can be big. It can be a person or a habit or a career path or whatever the fuck you want it to be. Just quit doing something that doesn't serve you and notice why it's so uncomfortable to quit. Is it because you think that people are going to say you're a failure and talk about you badly or that they're going to judge you and like just internally think that you're a loser? I don't know. Are you judging your own self? Is it because you're a lot of your identity is placed on this one thing and when you lose it, you you know, don't know who you are anymore. I think that for me, it was all three of those things. <laughs> and I continue to let full disclosure, just run my mind for a year and a half. And I only came out with like three collections because it took so long to do everything. And I realized, obviously, like I said, very recently, I'm like, fuck, I just got to stop because the good thing in all of this is one, I have an opportunity to move forward with merch for the podcast, which for me, means a lot um, to get to the point where I could have merch for you guys to have in your hands. And I can partner with a company to help me with that so they can take over a lot of the stuff that I don't like to do, which just makes everything more fun. And it's going to be an easy way for me to connect with you guys and hopefully spot some of you like in the wild, seeing you wear merch. And I'm being very specific with these designs. Like we're going back and forth and I have such a specific idea of what I want. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you guys. And once I kind of started talking about that with my team at Note to Self, I just, I was like, what am I doing with full disclosure? I'm not excited about this. And I'm more excited about the Note to Self merch than I am with my own company that I own. <laughs> so that was another huge, like, you need to quit flag. And I think that if you're in the same boat where you're just doing something that drains you so much, maybe you can't quit it immediately, but create a plan to do so. And I feel like even switching your mindset to that, maybe creating an exit strategy or outright quitting if that's possible. It just brings such relief. And if you have that initial confusion because you're attached to whatever this is that you need to quit, totally normal. But I think focus on the feeling of relief. And if you have a little relief, I think you did the right thing. I might be speaking in like tongues at this point, but I feel like if you understand what I'm talking about, you get it. So that's pretty much what I would talk about today. Full disclosure, we're saying goodbye. I think I might have a little sample sale for full disclosure, though, and I will let y'all know on my personal Instagram. It's just at Peyton Sarton. The products are like my everyday short. They're literally the most perfect shorts you'll ever put on your body. Again, they're going to be all samples. I have all different sizes. I have all different colors. Most of my friends wear these every single day. Then I have the perfect white tee. I, I literally have about nine or 10 of these in my closet. Um, they're literally, from, in my opinion, the perfect white tee ever. So I created that. And then I've got some hoodies and stuff like that as well. So I have a lot of stock that I would like to give to you guys in the sample cell format. So it won't be full price. It'll be definitely knocked down a bit. And I'll, again, I'll let you guys know probably next month when that's going to happen. So you guys can get your hands on some full disclosure if you want some before we're done. So, so Stay tuned on my Instagram at Peyton Sarton. You guys can also find Note to Self on Instagram at NTS by PS. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, hi, 
please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're listening to this in audio. My video episodes come out on Saturdays and the audio episodes are out on Thursdays. So the episode will be out Thursday and then two, three days later. Is that two days? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two days, the video episode comes out. I am loving the video episode format and I like it even more when I have a guest. So next week's episode is going to be with a guest in studio. It's going to be so fun. And next week's episode is the last episode I'm recording here in DC because otherwise I'll just be in Los Angeles, which I still can't believe (laughs) I'm moving back to LA and it's happening in like five seconds. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to come in and record with some dear media talent and be on some shows and have people on my shows. And I'm just so excited to be around people with my same energy. I feel like I've been missing that living outside of a city like New York or Los Angeles, where there's a lot of people who do my job. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be sharing some stuff on TikTok this week as well about my favorite things about DC. So if you're moving here, if you live here and you want to know more about what my favorite things to do here have been, you can come by me on TikTok as well. I'm just, I'm just spamming out all my socials right now. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.